An ear-piercing whistle awoke the five kids from their sleep. The deafening noise continued. Frantic voices and scurrying feet added to the uproar. The five scrambled to their feet. Snatching up their meager possessions, they ran to see what was happening on the deck of the yacht. It was still dark, making the way difficult. Just as they stepped onto the deck, someone screamed out, We're sinking! Immediately, lifeboats were lowered into the water. In the confusion, no one noticed the five. Just then, a man ran past them, his arms filled with inflatable rafts. He stumbled for a moment, causing one of the rafts to slip out of his arms. He seemed not to notice or care. He simply continued hurrying past the kids who were shielded in the shadows. The oldest of the five, Clifton Graham, who was thirteen, darted out into the semi-light and grabbed up the life raft. Over here, he called out, hurrying over to the rail. Pulling the cord, Cliff watched as the raft inflated. Without a word, the second eldest of the group, eleven-year-old Karen Jerome, reached for one end of the raft while Cliff lifted the other. As they raised the bulky, heavy raft, Karen suddenly cried out, Wait! Let's put our things in it first. Silently, they set the raft back onto the deck. Cliff eyed the pitiful amount of possessions that were hastily thrown in. He could not help but wonder how they would survive with so little. He and his little sister Nona, who was six, had not planned their escape from the foster homes they had been put in. They had each simply left when the opportunity had arrived. When his chance to run away had come, Cliff had run off with no thoughts as to how he would survive. He had now been living on his own for a few weeks. In that amount of time, he had obtained a pocket knife and a book of matches. His only other possessions were the clothes on his back, including a worn leather jacket. He shook his head as he glanced over at Nona. She had come even less prepared. She had spied him in the park and had followed him to his hideout. She had refused to return to her foster home. All she had with her was her toy purse, which she now solemnly laid on top of Cliff's jacket on the bottom of the raft. He had earlier taken inventory and had discovered that her purse only contained a comb, some coins, hand cream, a handkerchief, and half a tube of lip gloss, a mirror, and a few pieces of hard candy. As the others laid their things beside Cliff's and Nona's pile, eight-year-old Max Warren snorted, There's not much stuff. Max's little brother Ted, who was five, shot a worried glance up at him. What will we do, Max? It was Karen who replied quickly, saying, Don't worry about that right now, Ted. Let's just get everything into the raft. We'll figure out what to do later. As she spoke, she laid a writing tablet and pencil into the bottom of the raft. What did you bring that for? Cliff asked Karen as she laid a Bible on top of the writing tablet. That's a sure sign that you are running away. Nobody carries a Bible with them unless they're leaving. Karen does, Max snapped back, and everybody at the orphanage knows it. It's all right, Max, Karen said quietly. Cliff didn't know. Cliff frowned. He fell silent as Max laid his plastic baseball hat on the bottom of the raft. Out of his pocket, he withdrew a whistle. I've got some cheese from the orphanage kitchen in my pocket. Should I put it in the raft? Karen turned to Cliff, the boy's question mirrored in her eyes. Cliff shrugged. How was he to know? Keep it in your pocket, he muttered. I've got all this, Ted spoke up brightly, as if already forgetting the trouble they were all in. Out of his pocket came a pencil eraser, 
a ball of string, two extremely heavy safety pins, and a handful of toothpicks. As he piled it into Max's hat in the raft, he asked, Should I take off my extra set of clothes? No, Karen said quickly. Turning to Cliff, she added, The three of us are each wearing two sets of clothes. I got us each a second set at the orphanage laundry. Cliff acknowledged her words with a roll of the eyes. Let's get this thing into the water before somebody notices us. Once again, he and Karen picked it up and lifted it to the rail. As they shifted it out over the water, Cliff added, On the count of three, let go. One, two, three, let go now. They both let go of the raft at the same time. Cliff hoped that it would fall straight down into the dark water below without spilling its contents. It was too dark to see the water. The light splash assured all of them that it had at least landed. He turned and narrowed his eyes, glaring at the others. Now it's your turn.